Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back after that commercial break. You're tuned in to Parenting Hour on Unity FM 93.5. My name is Kathleen. We've halfway through a very exciting and interesting show. We've been talking a lot about perinatal mental health, which we've explained is from pregnancy up to two years. And we're explaining some of the signs and symptoms before the commercial break. And uh, there's a range of signs and symptoms, but I don't know whether we fully went into everything because the break comes very quickly on this show indeed. And I'm going to pass back to, to Rob to explain a little bit more about that again, um, especially the differences between the blues and when it might move over or shift. Because, you know, there's a, a lot of mums go through, most mums, 80%. When I was a midwife, we actually had it on our checklist of things to look out for. Parents used to stay longer in hospital in those days. And we had checklist were they going through the blues or not so we were actually keeping records of it but now because parents are in and out in the same day uh, and there's not as much conversations about baby blues people might not know what is this what is baby blues so Rob is going to explain a little bit about that to us indeed and and some of the symptoms that we should be looking out for well yeah I think that's right I mean we've talked about a lot of the symptoms haven't we mm -hmm. especially that sort of um, PND and anxiety symptoms around sort of sleeplessness and irritability and um, low mood and um, so many of those things which um, they can actually be normal and can be part of that sort of baby blues thing which on the whole it's normal for that to last a week or two this, I mean the sleep deprivation exhaustion yeah, and I think, I think Rob has just frozen on us there for a minute. Are you back again, Rob? Yeah? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, did I freeze? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, okay. this is technology. You know, what can we do about it? Our listeners know that we are doing this especially for them. So, yeah, so a, a lot of those, um, a lot of those things can actually be fairly normal for um, for that baby blues period of, of, you know, a week or two. I think the concern is, is is when that becomes more prolonged and those things are not going away that I think that's where you need to start um, really having some concern um, or if those symptoms um, as has already been said are quite severe or very severe then obviously something needs to be done sooner rather than later. Um, there are other perinatal mental health problems that we haven't really had time to, to mention like post-traumatic stress disorder that's another thing which but again you would see um unusual behaviors going on and, it, and if that's go, going on like donna said if other members of the family are seeing that in a mom or even a dad um changes in mood uh, and other things of concern like that it's really important to to try and get some help early on and the earlier the better um that, I mean, the idea of a person for that is is the GP. Uh, if you're still involved with the, either a midwife um, or a health visitor, um, to speak to those guys about your concerns as well. You know, and we again, we need to remember that this happens before birth as well. So you can develop any of these things uh, in that run up to to uh, having the baby, as well as after. You can indeed, and you mentioned dads there, and I think we need to talk a little bit more about dads uh, because people think in general that what we're talking about here only affects mums, but dads don't suffer per, uh, paternal mental health issues. So maybe, Rob, you can tell us a little bit about dads and wh what dads could be suffering. Yeah, well, um, 
although uh, postpartum psychosis is not something that's uh, experienced, uh, mm. all the other maternal mental health problems they can do. So personality depression and anxiety is very common. OCD is not unknown. And post-traumatic stress disorder is also um, known in, in dads. And in fact, um, some research was done a few years ago looking at smaller pieces uh, of research from around the world, putting those all together and having a good look at that, um, and concluding that it looks like somewhere in the region of 50% um, of dads whose wives have got a, a perinatal mental health problem also develop their own. So obviously those are huge numbers. Those really are huge numbers. So we're saying, aren't we, um, that somewhere in the region of 13 to 20%, so almost a fifth of mums uh, will experience some form of um, perinatal mental health problem. Well, half as many as that, so a tenth, uh, one in ten um, dads, they'll also experience their own. Um, and the more research has been done, the more that it's been recognised that that's not just a matter of emotional aspects of the mental health, the same sort of things with exhaustion and huge changes and, um, and anxiety and, and, and stuff like that. But there are actually chemical changes that, that are going on in, uh, in men, just as they go on with women when they're coming up to a pregnancy and they get a new baby. So there's a, a reduction in testosterone. There's, a, there's an increase in estrogen. There's other hormonal changes in men. So making men also susceptible to mental health problems, which also need to be recognised and need to be treated. But obviously for men, uh, there's even more reluctance. You know, there's even more social stigma around that to be seen, to be not coping, not being the rescuer. You know, it. Uh, I experienced uh, um, personality depression myself um, from the birth of my second son. Um, so obviously, I, I didn't recognise it at the time. In fact, I've only recognised it since I've come to work at Acacia, which is, you know, was 10 years down, the, more than 10 years down the, down the line before I came to work at Acacia. And then only since I've been there, I've thought about it and thought, you know, that was postnatal depression, wasn't it? Or I... I, I you know, experienced anxiety and depression, which started just before the birth and then went on after he was born. And then I had that on and off for three years. I was on medication. Um, like I say, it's only working for Acacia that I finally come to put the pieces together and think, oh, yeah, I actually had it myself. Oh. But, yeah, um, but I know for me it was a huge issue actually talking to anybody, admitting to anybody. I actually thought I was going completely mad and that I was, I'd gone mad and that was it then, now. And it's not something I wanted to share with anybody. I, I just wasn't coping. But I just put that, that fact I done as you do, you know, I, put, I just tried to present um, a face to the world that wasn't real. But that used to frequently crumble. And so I'd have to leave, especially social situations, make excuses constantly to leave because I just wasn't able to cope with them mentally. Um, yeah, it's a huge issue. And I think, and we, well, we know that for men, it's a lot more difficult to engage them. Um, and it's important to say that we do actually support dads at Acacia. So we come, um, come together with the whole family. So we have 
you know, support for the mum and support for the dad. Oh, yeah. important there indeed when you're looking at uh, we don't think about dads and uh, this show is going out to families a lot of dads will be listening to it on their way home from work etc but maybe the first time that they have ever come across this come across the statistics come across the evidence that things changes happen to them themselves so we really need to be talking about this more uh, Hannah you were going to say something yeah and as Rob said you know men don't get postpartum psychosis I mean they they might have psychotic episodes as part of a different mental health condition that you know might affect them when their partners had a baby but what we do find with the women and the families we support is that the dads are sometimes literally holding the baby because their wife is so unwell and they absolutely need support as well which we can really really give because peer support is very valuable we have some dad partner peer supporters we've actually just started a, a a Facebook group to be able to support those dads. And I know, I'm sure Natalie will echo, yes, it's a very traumatic experience to go through, but it's it's perhaps even more so for that dad who has never seen their wife or partner in that in that way. So yeah, the whole family needs support. Mm-hmm. And Robbie, you... Yeah. I was just going to say that <clears throat> something that's interesting with dads who develop perinatal mental health problems is um, one of the symptoms that's more unique to, to dads is that one of the ways that they tend to cope is by um, developing more sort of risky and extreme behaviours. So they might start drinking more or they might suddenly start using drugs when they haven't used drugs before or, um, you know, they might be racing around criminal behaviour, all sorts of things, just very risky behaviour. Um, that's a very common thing that, 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 men, that increases in men when they're experiencing these problems. So it's... it's- it's good. So the show we're putting out this evening is not just for women and for women to understand their own issues and or for dads to understand issues of women, but actually for women to understand issues of dads and dads to understand themselves as well. It's really important that we have these discussions out there um, and people to understand each other. And I didn't realize it was so high, actually, for for the dads in uh, 50% of that. That's a really high statistic rate. You know, when you look at it, we always used to think about 5% of dads. But wow, you're talking about much, much more than we 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 before recognized. If we were to um, look at the issues of a mom, for example, go back to that for a bit now and think about what mums are going through. How could dads pick up and help mums? What would they be looking out for to pick up for, for mums to, to support them, to send them on to your organisations or to, to ring your organisations and, uh, and get a seek for help, seek help? Well, I think for Acacia, we've, um, we've got an online referral form. So the dad could sit down with the mum and go through that form Um, and get a referral into Acacia. Generally, that's picked up within a couple of days, really, depending on where we're at with things. But um, you can look at getting an assessment within a week or so, and then start getting support. So as quick as that's, the the quicker that's done, the quicker you can start addressing some of the, the low mood and anxiety issues, really. And I think dads, for you know, women, if if you're worried about 
possible symptoms of postpartum psychosis and we've been doing a lot on our social media around those signs and symptoms being worried about you know a new mum that you're close to and that that dad or that male in their life might be ideally placed to say she's she's not herself then you know as you say Donnie you can help with all of that kind of practical stuff you can take somebody to their GP I know my my husband spoke for me when I was physically unable to to get the words out. He was able to articulate, look, this isn't normal and really push to get some support because, it, you know, it's really important that 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 we were able to, to get that information, that care and that treatment. I suppose I mentioned it before, peer support as well. Our online forum, our dad's group, our one-to-one emails, our regional peer support, is, is predominantly focused on, on mums, but we're really keen that actually dads get peer support as well. We have an amazing um, dad who talks about when he'd sadly taken his wife and baby to a mother and baby unit, he'd gone home to an empty house and so, so thankful that he'd been given some information about APP and our online peer support. And that was something that was a real lifeline to him for the weeks and months ahead he received support as well as his wife getting this excellent treatment and, you know, getting that family back together. Yeah. And even out in the community working with the the women and their families, I've had a sister who was just so grateful for me to be able to just come into that house and explain to them what had happened to me and my recovery journey. And, um, and the woman who was unwell was just, so she was just saying you know do you think I'll be able to be a, a nurse will I be able to retrain and I'm like you can just be anything you want to be this isn't the end this is just the beginning it's just it's just a it's just a phase that you're going through but you will come out the other side and you know you'll probably be more empathetic than you've ever been before because you've been so unwell you can understand other people's blights and troubles and stuff much more but the sister just had that glimmer of hope in her eye that she was going to get her sister back and and not have her trapped in in her own world forever so i think that is critically important for anybody listening uh, to understand if you're experiencing this or you're seeing it in a partner or family member and you're really concerned is the sooner you get help the better and this is a temporary phase that you'll go through and you'll get out to the other end of it so there's hope there it is a, a temporary phase um and so important that you, tr- you try and get help as soon as possible that's really important and i love uh, i love that you're getting across that message is how can so, some communities especially if we're looking at the bme communities and muslim communities there's often confusion there between obsession gin and and people feel that it is um they're obsessed in some way that uh, it's, it's not themselves and they don't actually go to the GP, they go to um, maybe a religious leader or don't go to anybody. What advice can you give them, those people? I, I think that's, it, it's really difficult, isn't it? It's, it? it's when that's really part of you, part of your culture and the belief of, your, of everybody around you. Um, but I think it's just really important to look and um, for information. Uh, there's plenty of information out there um, um, to look into that yourself and to look into it for, for other people. Um, on our Acacia website, we've got um, a specific BAME section for mums and for professionals. It's got a lot of um, multilingual um, resources there. So some of that's um, reading materials. There's videos on there. 
um, that give education. Um, there's a lot of um, South Asian resources on there um, that are in South Asian languages. And I would really encourage family members um, and moms and dads themselves to, to have a look at that stuff. Um, yeah. Great. And what's the website? Uh, so that's uh, that's our Acacia website. So it's www.acacia.org.uk. Um, you can access the, the bound pages and the bound section right from the front page. If you're on the phone, if you scroll, just keep scrolling down and eventually you'll, you'll see the, the bound buttons. You can actually go in the quick links at the top of the page if you know what they are and where they are um, mm -hmm. and go straight to the bound pages. Um, as uh, Donna said, you can refer yourself. You can also ask a question there. So if you go to the contacts page, if you want to ask about somebody else or even about yourself, you just want to ask those initial questions, do that and somebody will get in touch. Great. Yeah. Kathleen, I would say um, you made a, you asked the question about if somebody was to go to a religious leader. Mm -hmm. I'd say for anybody um, that's listening, if somebody was to come to them and they felt that they weren't the right person to be addressing that, is to direct that person to their GP um, or encourage them to speak to their health visitor or maybe support them to do that. Because when we're experiencing, whether it's postnatal depression or anxieties or any form of um, psychosis, we're not able to do things under our own steam and we do need that additional support. Mm -hmm. So it's taking that time to be able to do those things with that person and maybe encouraging them to um, confide in a family member because sometimes there can be stigma within family within communities so it's really about trying to break down that stigma and just to normalize these situations which is why it's great that we can come here and talk about this today so yeah just being able to go out there and encourage people to go and speak to their GP that would be great great and thank you for that and I think actually uh, uh, a lot of the religious leaders are getting education and probably you provided some of it already to them about where to go and what to do and um, signs yeah. and symptoms. And even now we've got some imams like um, Brother Saeed that's often on the show. He's a counsellor and an imam. So he's in the best position for both actually and able to signpost people to the right places. But it is it, getting that information for everybody out there so people can yeah. get the immediate help and support that they need. Yeah, one of the things that we do at Acacia is raise awareness around postnatal depression and anxiety mm -hmm. um, within BAME, BAME communities. So that's a small piece of work that we do, and that's going out um, to agencies or speaking to um, mums groups, that type of thing, around postnatal depression, just to try and normalise that, mm -hmm. give a bit more understanding. Do you find, thank you, Donna, for that. That's really good to tell us and Rob about Acacia. That, do you find this the same in APP, um, uh, Hannah and Natalie? Do, do you have many people from ethnic minority communities coming forward? Or, uh, yes, yeah. yeah, we absolutely do. And I think, you know, to, to say those two words again, peer support, we have a number of fantastic volunteers who support both our regional projects, including in the Birmingham area, and our online who are from those different backgrounds. So we have people who are from the BAME population and have experienced postpartum psychosis themselves. So I think you're absolutely right, Donna. It's about awareness, which is such a massive part of what APP does. 
raising awareness that this illness exists in the first place, mm. that it's treatable, that the stigma, it, it's such a horrible word, isn't it, psychosis? Um, it's such a scary word. Mm. Um, and sometimes, you know, the, the feedback that we have had in the past, I think it's changing, but still is prevalent in some places. It's, it's a very scary thing to talk about. And yeah. my response to that is yes, it is, but it's much more terrifying for that woman and her family to have never heard about it. So we don't want to scare women, of course we don't, but it's really important that, you know, and all of the, the information on our website as well and our peer support, which is easily accessible from there, is something that... Website, um, can you just mention your website? So in case people yeah, our website is www.app-network.org. And we're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as well. Excellent. So there's a lot of information. We, um, we touched a bit about treatments that are coming out the other side, but we haven't given a kind of a picture of what it's like. We've been kind of talking a lot about the signs, symptoms, uh, and that for people to come forward. But can we spend the last few minutes of the show um, a little bit of time on what is it like when you come out of this? What, people's lives what are they like what are they what do they return to normal do they what do they do following and recovery stage yes natalie i think um going through any mental health condition um can really change your life but not always for the worst sometimes for the better i think it makes you um definitely appreciate what you've got when you've come through something so dark as psychosis at times um and i and i think it just it, it gives you gives you hope that you know things can move forward and you're not you're not forever going to be um out of your mind and and stuck in a psych ward it, you know you can enjoy time and you can have teenagers who are you know bickering and just playing robo blocks at the moment and stuff and you know just you can be the parent you want to be. And I think that's what's important. And definitely you will get your confidence back because that was the thing that took me the longest, especially being unwell twice. Um, and then later on with bipolar, it, it does really knock your confidence. So getting, clawing that back, it, it, it's, it's a victory once you get there. Great, I can see you all nodding and smiling there. So there's big opportunities for, and life goes on, life even better goes on afterwards. So is there any uh, kind of other stories that you have? I know we have Natalie's story here. She's been through it. But other, other people that you, comes to your mind just that you have um, been through something serious and but have come out to the other side and done other things? I think it's all of, all of our peer supporters at APP. I'm sure a lot of the people who are involved in Acacia and, you know, yeah. Rob, thank you for sharing your own experience there about, you know, being a dad and only recently recognising what you've also been through. I think that there are so many people out there and I always just have this line which sounds a bit corny and you can have amazing friends and family and mental health professionals, but nobody really gets it like someone else who's been there. And I think that's what both of our, or three of our organisations are doing, yeah. giving that hope, giving that support, just that that hold for somebody that they, they can get there, they can do it. Yeah, and as you say, so we've got uh, most of our volunteers have been through and experienced similar things themselves. Um, so they've obviously gone on to be able to use their experience to help others. And several of those volunteers have actually gone on um, in, to work in the profession, either as counsellors 
um, all the supports in mental health, and somebody who became a midwife, somebody who's become a health visitor, um, who never thought that there would be life beyond their PND, that they thought that was going to limit them, and, and that was that. But, yeah, there's mm -hmm. hope out there. It's, so it's wonderful to see that indeed, and, uh, and I'd like to congratulate you both as organisations indeed on the work you're doing, the, the amount of time that you put into this, the commitment you put into this, the passion you put into this, and how you're there for people, for parents, for moms and dads. And I hope we got across that message today that this is um, an issue that can help anybody at any time and the signs symptoms we spoke about but there's more about it on both of your websites they know where to go they can go to acacia website or postpartum psychosis website or actually a phone in or email in unity fm and we will pass on any information to, or signpost them also towards you it's lovely having you both here today or both organizations here today i really want to thank you thank you for coming on board thank you for giving your time for this uh, thank you for for talking about mental health illnesses there so that people know where to come to is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners as we're saying goodbye to them thank you for listening yeah definitely thank you. i'm sure yeah. they're very grateful indeed have a great week have a great week listeners it was wonderful having you tuned into the show i hope it's beneficial for you and for others indeed it may not be for yourself but it can be for others so please do keep talking about this topic and the more we talk about it the more people will come forward and know where there is that professional help and support to go to so please do pass on these messages. These are crucial messages from dads and from moms, indeed, to your networks. Jazakallah for listening in. Have a great week, everybody. I hope you enjoy the show. And until next week, take care of yourself. Keep safe. Keep really safe in this COVID period. But all services are working, as mentioned before. So if you are worried, please do ring your GP, your midwife, your health visitor, or contact them, or go to the NHS. We're all working. We're all there for you. As, as usual. Take care of yourself. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>